Regina Campbell, and uh, welcome back to The Legal Zone. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching our prior podcast, and today we're here to talk about, uh, we're going to do episode six of season one, and we're going to talk money talks, how to talk to your partner, your spouse, your partner, and your children. Uh, this is actually a very important topic, and not just, uh, of course, from a business point of view, you can also have these conversations, but normally the children are not involved in them. This is really more geared towards how a family should talk about money. Uh, what is normal for you know t- discussions between spouses and uh, possibly partners, right, if you're not married? Um, and also, of course, how do you talk to the children about money? And what do you not talk to the children about? Because uh, in many occasions, you do not want to involve the children in discussions of money, particularly that are adult-related, that might even be related to paternity case, child support, or anything of that nature of who pays for this and who pays for that. That becomes an issue that you put the child in an awkward spot. So whereas I want to encourage everyone, and we'll talk a little bit more on the podcast, children should be involved in the conversation of money so that they understand the value of money, so they have maybe allowances and, and clear-cut sort of um, you know ideas about money, but that are healthy, not adult-type conversations. So this is why I kind of included the children, and it should be something that both parties talk about, both parents talk about how they should formulate and style sort of that conversation with the child or your children about money, healthy conversations, teaching them how to save it, encouraging them to work, maybe for an allowance. Uh, Each party should also make sure that they are sort of enforcing the rules or sort of the... um, the allowance earning, you know, ability, so to speak, at each party's house. And, of course, the number one rule of children is never speak bad about the other party, okay? Uh, Very important to always encourage, you know, uh, know, mom thinks this and mom thinks that and mom says this. That's wonderful, honey. Mom's got a great idea. Same thing with dad. There should not be any conversations in general about how I make the money and you don't make any money. No one should ever be belittled in these type of conversations with a child, and honestly, not even between each other. Everybody contributes something to a marriage or to a partnership or relationship. So it's very important to talk about that. And that's a little bit about the children, how to talk to children about money. We're going to talk a little bit about the importance right now about how to talk money, so to speak, with your partner or your spouse. Often you find a dynamic in between couples that you split Basically, you know, there might be one party that makes more money and the other party is more of a homemaker, um, at which often the homemaker doesn't have as much experience or information regarding the finances of the parties, of the husband, of the household in general. And I think, you know, even if that split of the dynamic remains, I mean, let's say one party is just better at handling the money or making sure the bills get paid, um, you know, that's okay. But I do think it's a healthy discussion for partners and spouses to be able to speak to money, you know, uh, speak about money with each other. It should not be a taboo. It should not be something that's not transparent, Uh, unless that is a hallmark of your relationship and everyone keeps everything separate, in which case that is what you do. And that's okay too. My biggest concern is parties and spouses, not partners, not understanding, uh, you know, who pays for this, who pays for that. Potentially there becomes animosity and misunderstanding about where the money is going. There's decisions being made by the person spending the money or potentially wanting to save it. These are things that are very important communications between between the spouses and parties, and it helps alleviate potential tension and issues later down the road when you discuss how the family money should be spent or saved for that matter. Remember, this is not just about being spending money. It's also about saving money and making 
specific decisions to make a plan, short-term plan, middle, mid-term plan, and a long-term plan, you know, with money and trying to follow it. And it keeps sort of everyone on track. It also may help the family feel more like a dynamic, the party making uh, the money, even if it's one or both of you might feel more appreciated that the money is just not spent uh, as if it's not understood how hard it was to make it. Um, you can make decisions. Okay, honey, I'm going to eat lunch. Let's eat lunch Monday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for instance, that, you know, from home, let's not order in that little bit of money we can save over here. Everyone then is involved in the conversation, so to speak, both spouses about how they're going to deal with money. And it, it alleviates, honestly, a lot of tensions and potentially overspending in many occasions, which leads to a lot of stress in, in families and relationships. When you don't know how to manage that money or where it's going or one party's putting more stress on the other, because a lot of times you have different styles or perceptions of money, particularly that come from when you were raised, depending on what you've seen. So, and it can lead, you know, there are some of us, so to speak, that have a shopping addiction, you know, uh, that could cause actual problems, right? Because it could just lead to significant um, burden on debt and uh, sort of the family resources. And it requires then people to work, you know, one of the parties or both the parties to work more, okay? So these are, people don't usually think about it, money in this manner, especially between each other, but these are choices that we make to some extent on how to structure a household and talk to each other, okay, and how to run it. So I think it's very important from the beginning where you kind of just start having frank conversations. If you are going to have separate accounts, be very clear, honey, I'm going to have this account with my mother. She funds it. This is for me. You know, this is for these type of expenses. Um, or I'm going to keep this money separately because you have your own separate savings account. This is kind of the way that I was taught. But at least there's not an issue of who's hiding what. Okay. Now I do know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a family law attorney. Uh, do I know that people do this intentionally to hide money, you know, for divorce purposes or for sort of planning purposes? Of course I do. Um, but therein lies the, the other problem. If you're having those type of discussions or issues happening with money and you have the hiding and the divorce planning or potentially, even if they're not planning on getting divorced, but they want to make sure that the other spouse or that spouse if you ever get a divorce one day, you're, the other spouse is going to be left on the street or can't find the money. That is something that the other spouse needs to be very keenly aware of. That means that there's a control factor going on there. And there's something that you should be looking at to make sure, okay, he's putting this money or she's putting this money away. I'm not going to have access to this. Is this really truly a partnership in that manner? Are you having these difficulties in the marriage where you're showing signs of potentially it could break apart or distrust? It also could be an indication where you need to go to therapy and potentially work them out. If you have a different dynamic going on, it looks like someone's waiting to sort of leave, which is unfortunate, but it does happen. It's important to actually know what kind of money the other person makes, what bills there are, uh, what needs to be paid, how much money you need to survive if something should happen. And often people just think of divorce, but people, you know, I know a lot of um, families that they are happily married and one of them dies. And the other spouse has no idea where the money is, how to pay bills, what, you know, what it costs to live, what kind of money they're going to need in the future, what the children may need. So money overall is a really important uh, topic and very important to maybe even talk to financial advisors with, talk to your accountant with. It's something to be actively managed and discussed in a family. So this is more of a, rather than a specific with divorce or family law and what to do, there is some elements of that that have concerns that I think someone should be aware of. However, this is really more about the importance of money in a family unit, 
whether it's a partnership or spouses. And of course, with children, remember, whatever you do as parents, the children are going to learn, they're going to absorb from it. So it's very important to have these sort of um, basic foundational questions that will live with, with your children very young. And of course, you need to set that model. You need to set that example for your children and for each other. I think it will alleviate quite a bit of tension. It's usually what I see here, particularly with family and divorce uh, paternity, whether it's paternity or it's divorce cases. Often, a lot of the stresses come from money. Uh, from who spends money, who needs what money, whether something is really necessary, not necessary, expectations are high. So in of itself, it might even be, if you're able to get that topic under control, it might even be able to save your marriage or your family union unit if you're not married. And if, and if it's not, if there's other tensions, other issues that are leading to this difficulty, well, at least you have some understanding or responsiveness, responsibility to understand what expe- what, what's expected if you do end up in a divorce or in death. That way you can plan potentially life insurance and other alternatives in state, in state planning and so forth. So again, it's really important uh, you know, to have these conversations. They're healthy. I know that sometimes they're taboo. Uh, there's potential control factors, which you need to also consider too if there's a Kind of, a, you know, it's a sign also if there's severe control factors with money that there may be an abusive relationship dynamic going on as well. You may want to kind of look, look at that, uh, you know, sort of wholeheartedly and, and honestly with yourself to see what can be done and maybe talk to someone about it. But in general, as you can see, money is the overlining topic over many different issues within a family unit. So I thought it was very important to have this discussion. Hopefully it's been very helpful. If we have any particular questions, you know, let me know. Um, you know, I'd love to have a podcast about something specific if someone wants to say something or wants a specific question answered. And I want to thank everyone for continuing to tune in. Hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, please follow us on all our social media accounts. And by the way, we're just new to TikTok. Uh, I hope you enjoy the videos. We're having a little bit of fun with that. <laughs> uh, also become a subscriber to our podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. And stay tuned for our newest podcast, The Campbell Corner, that's going to talk to prominent figures, uh, business, family, professionals, and so forth uh, about their dealings with the law but and, and in law and also about their favorite uh, sort of uh, charities and what they do in general and what's important to them. Hope you're going to enjoy it. That's called the Campbell Corner. You'll see it soon. Thank you.